There is hope for us yet We are young, we are aware I am Laura McCowan And I am Holly Whitaker And this is Home Podcast And I am going to take over starting this one Because I have a giggle because you have the giggles really bad, and you're, you know, it's approaching midnight in Rome. Approaching midnight. I think you've maybe you've overdone it on the coffee and the and the kundalini, kundalini, and the who knows what else. Uh, it's been a long day. It's been it's been a movie day over there. It's been a movie day. Love. 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 Love is Love. in the air. Love is in the air. Yeah. All right, so that's yeah. We're ta- we're gonna talk about love and dating and being sober or not being sober and <laughs> what the, what, the, what that's been like. <laughs> I think it's interesting because I think there's so much nuance to this because of sobriety. But so I mean, I think it's a foundational change in in um, in what's happened in my dating life, at least in the last. Oh God, yeah. But it also, I mean, but it's it has. But in, if I were to tell you um, what's going on in my dating life today, it has nothing to do with sobriety, but it has everything to do with it, if that makes any sort of sense. I mean, it's, it's, well, yeah. it's so tied into it, but it also isn't like, um, I don't count my life as dating. I don't really think of it as my dating life as a sober person, but I think of it as my dating life, having gone through the things that I've gone through right, to become sober. And there is nuance because of being sober. So. Yeah. And we don't talk about like, I'm excited to talk about this because they're so, I, this was like the most stressful or one of the most stressful things for me, me to think about, um, you know, how you date sober, how I, one of my first thoughts was, you know, who's going to love me. Yeah. And that like a sub, you know, it wasn't even like, I didn't even have a moment for that thought. And it wasn't like a conscious thought. It was the first, you know, one of the first two thoughts. And then the other one was, what if I'm boring, which is related. So, yeah. I get that. And I think, um, and I'm like, I'm having a hard time remembering having that thought or having that feeling, even though I know I had it. Um, And I think it has a lot to do with this. I think it's, um, it has a lot to do with this feeling of being defective. Um, and it's a thing that I think I probably get most defensive about, especially like, um, it's interesting. Dating in Italy is very interesting. Um, <laughs> so, sober dating in Italy. Right. Um, because there is, um, there's such a, uh, they don't get it. They don't get it. Every guy I've ever dated here or have had any sort of romantic connection with, um, has not understood that I can't ever drink again. Right. And, and, and it's not, it's, it's always not even just a little bit, not even limoncello, not even, um, you know, and well, it's different over here because it's customary over here and it's different in America. And so, um, they're, you know, I've actually, and they're so honest about it because they don't get it. Right. They're not like, they're not tiptoeing around it the way we do in America. And what's been so interesting is that, um, I mean, like I've been asked, was I a bad girl? I mean, like, yeah. I mean, <laughs> one guy last year, Ricardo, um, yes, asked me, yes, I was. yeah, he was like, were you a, were you a bad girl? And like, he was serious, you know, yeah. and there's this, but there's this feeling of like, um, defectiveness that mm-hmm. comes along. Like I can't do that anymore. And I, you know, and, or there's something wrong with me or I can't be, or, or, you know, and also liability, right? Like mm-hmm. I might drink again and then you have to deal with that or, you know, whatever it is, I, I, that's what I can relate to from what I remember. Um, mm-hmm. which is just the, um, that there's something wrong with you on top of, you know, all the things that you also think are wrong with you. Right. So we're going to, so I think we'll get to all of that, all of that, right? Yeah. Um, so we're going to ask some questions to each other and um, just have a conversation. And this is definitely like, I don't, this is definitely one of the things that we haven't talked in like great t- detail about you and I. Yeah. Well, I mean, except for counseling one another, um, because you're also the one that I go to first whenever anything happens with a man. As I know, but that's like, <laughs> I know, but that it has been, I know, but it's, it's not in the moment. It's not historical. And we don't really like, we, again, it's like the whole thing you don't interview your friends. 
You know, you right. pick up on the things that are going on in each other's lives, but you don't spend time interviewing your friends. You're there to help them, you know, as, as um, you know, in the capacity that, that you generally are being asked to be there in. But um, right. before we jump in, I just want to disclaim it because I'd like to kick it off because you know, let's just kind of like get to it because there's so much to talk about. But there's a yep. couple things that I want to disclaim. The first is I am calling from Rome and I'm not using my <sighs> microphone and I am using Roman internet. And so um, just please excuse the sound quality differences um, that will be happening in this episode and then also the next couple episodes. Um, And then two, this is a big, just like friendships, this is something that we're going to come back to again and again and again. This is just laying the foundation. Yeah. Um, But because dating is such a big thing, um, it's going to, we're going to actually, and and we're trying to also like you, the listener, we're trying to respect your time, um, and not give you hour and a half long podcasts every time. And so we're going to actually chunk this up into two episodes. And so that will be back played back to back. Um, we'll be released, you know, um, week to week, but, um, we're going to try and keep it shorter too. Just, yeah. Does your internet taste better there? Yeah, it's cappuccino flavored. (laughs) 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 Okay, let's do it. All right, so I'm asking you first, and um, let's just do it. Okay. So um, what was your dating life like before you stopped drinking and at the time you stopped drinking? (laughs) (laughs) Horrific. Uh, okay. So no, seriously, I, I didn't have a date, my dating life before I stopped drinking, I was recently separated. I, I went to my, it was about a year after I officially got separated where my husband moved out of the house that I, uh, went to my first AA meeting. And I count that as like the time when I first started to get, you know, tried to get sober. So what dating looked like for me then Wow. This is like, this is definitely the most personal we've ever gotten. I, I, uh, I, I was not dating people. I was, I think I was like on OkCupid or something here and there. I definitely was on Tinder because I, my friends and I, and, um, and like the kids that I work with at my office, the, the, 20 somethings were all on Tinder. And so, you know, we all thought it was, they all thought it was especially fun to set me up. Um, and I, it looked like, you know, I, I, there was never a time when I didn't, when I dated, uh, without, when I went on a date without drinking before and, and, or just drinking during it. And I, but I had no serious relationships. I didn't even have any really serious prospects. And I, I was too crazy to, to do that, you know, and crazy. I mean, from the mayor, like from just being separated, like that's just one of those times where I just had no bearings, um, really. And, um, you know, for me, and I, this is one of the things that, that I wanted to, to get to is like alcohol and men were so closely linked. Like I didn't do one, I didn't do one without the other. I didn't go out on a date like I said, without having drinks beforehand, drinks during, I just would have never. And if someone suggested a sober date, a sober activity, you know, let's go get coffee or let's go on a walk, especially for like a first or second date, there's just no way I would have done it. Um, so that's what, that's what it looked like for me. And you know what it looked like on those dates. I mean, I oftentimes just got drunk, just went out and got drunk or, you know, I would, meet people out. I would meet people at the bars and stuff. Cause that's, that's what, you know, how I usually met people, how we met them in our twenties. And I would oftentimes not know what, you know, who I was meeting and uh, who I would go home with and stuff like that. And, um, so all of my relationships, especially at the end, there were just, they were not relationships for one, and for two, they were just heavily associated with drinking. I, I did not separate the two. And um, so it was a grim situation and it was sloppy and um, upsetting. You know, I, I also ruined a few potential maybe opportunities with people or I definitely ruined anything that, you know, that had any promise f- by drinking. You know, I just, I was like a, a tornado 
Um, so, so that's what it looked like. It was, it wasn't, it wasn't cool. Um, I think, yeah, that's the last part of that question. I think I answered it. Yeah, I think um, if you don't mind me also, or the last part is at the time you stopped drinking. So right around like leading up to and at the time. Yeah, I, I think it's worth mentioning that I had highly dysfunction. The, the couple sort of pseudo relationships that I had going on at, at that time were highly, highly, highly dysfunctional. Um, and a lot like a lot of, I just, I wasn't, I was nuts. I was nuts. Um, so yeah. I was, I was not dateable really, um, <laughs> you know, and there was, I feel it so like, it's so, I feel it so much. I feel it so much. That's it. Yeah. Oh, I'm and you know, I, Oh God, the texting and the, yeah. just not in control of anything. And I, uh, I, I also couldn't imagine, you know, that was one, definitely one of the primary reasons I drank was to take down my guard so that I could do whatever I wanted, you know, and not, and of course I felt awful about a lot of things, but I just, it let it, like I've said before, it was like my yes. It was like my path to yes, you know, I'll, yes, I'll do all the things if I have drinks in me. Yeah. And, and I didn't, you know, then we'll get into what it was like later, but it made it very difficult to have any kind of real conversation or anything like that. Um, once I got sober, because I didn't know how, um, yeah. What really sticks out to me, um, from your, from, from the history I do know of you and dating is the one piece that you wrote about your DUI, where you talked about how, when you woke up the next day or when you came to, when it, when it dawned on you, what had happened was that you had missed me oh, that bartender and mm-hmm. and I when I read that like that that was the thing that really stuck out was like oh I missed I missed you know meeting up with him and in my mind when I read that I resonated with that part of, of the story so I mean there was so much I I resonated with but that was such mm-hmm. a a profound part that I resonated with because I, I was the same, right? Like that it was so, it was so dysfunctional, right? It was so dysfunctional that that was just kind of the thing that stuck out to you. Yeah. Because I missed that opportunity with the bartender. And every interaction, right? Like I know what you mean. Every interaction was so, um, like I needed that attention and that I was so unstable, yeah. And all the time, you know, it was like, um, they, they were, those two things were so closely linked and, you know, having just got, got separated and it was like a double whammy, like out of control with drinking. And that was what was, you know, driving it further was the, all of the fear and the feelings around that. And then trying to be validated all the time, you know, mm-hmm. by men and, you know, at simultaneously just like, blowing things up left and right. Yeah. You know, I mean, I would, I would just, I had, I knew if I got, if I was going to drink, I pretty much was going to guarantee that I would totally go off on someone on text message or just do something I didn't want to do. You know, it's like such a horror show every morning looking through text messages, just being like, God damn it again, you know, and how embarrassed I was and, um, just thinking like, this is not who I thought I was, you know? So it was very, that was a major part of the shame. Yeah. Uh, was the way I acted with men. Yeah. Yucky. Yeah. Um, what about you? Tell me yours. What was dating like before I stopped drinking and at the time? Um, I mean, I have to say it was very similar to yours. I was just so highly unstable. I was so, I was so grasping. Mm-hmm. I was wanting, I wanted, I mean, I've written about this. I wanted to be saved. I was, I was looking to be saved. I was still, I had been in a relationship that started in, uh, I would say, late 2010 
that was uh, my last, I, I'm air quoting, serious relationship. <laughs> and and this man and I still were in each other's lives for various reasons. And, and we still would uh, have sex occasionally. And I still was sure he was going to marry me. Mm-hmm. I, I was still sure that he was going to come and clean up the mess. And I, so I was still involved with him and still manipulating the hell out of that relationship as much as I possibly could and still just completely caught up in it. And, and I would say uh, completely uh, um, unrealistic is, is actually a really kind word to say. <laughs> I was crazy. Yeah, I right. Mm-hmm. And I, but I still, and I still was looking for, I was still looking for that that to be saved right in any possible situation and I you know I thought I was decent looking I thought that I had a great job I thought I you know I I did yoga I had you know I thought that my portfolio looked nice right like I thought that <laughs> right this, this is a good package and it but did I'm sure it did, it did it did it looked great on the outside but I had this tendency men would be attracted to me and then the same thing would happen I'd you know it'd be no problem getting the first date but then they'd then they, you know, get a little sneak peek at the needy mess that was behind it. And, and inevitably the same thing. I knew whenever I was entering into any sort of dating situation that inevitably the text scenario would come out. There would be drunk texts over a disappointment. And I had a really, there was a really clear like moment when shit was going bad and I had been dating, I'd only gone on two dates and this guy had come on like, I would, I mean, he just, he came on so strong and we, he stayed, he stayed the night with me and I was certain that, um, it was good that he was, that we would end up together. Um, like I did with every second date that I went on in that Mm -hmm. period of time. Right. And then he, and he revealed to me all of this stuff. He told me all this stuff about himself. And I was so certain that, um, something would come of it. And then he just fell off the map. And it was when I was, when I was, it was when I was falling off the map, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I, when he did that, it was probably one of the, the straws that broke the camel's back in my drinking. And I, I, and I, I think I, I didn't go into work that week and I was just so broken apart by this guy I had been on two dates with. I know. I know. And I, the next day, and I, I got drunk one night and, uh, the next day I sent him a text message and I didn't remember it. And I had, at that point I had a Apple, I, all my Apple products were, were synced. And so my text message, I took a picture of it in my drunken state. I took a picture of this text message, this crazy text message to this guy who'd been on two dates with. Um, and then I deleted it from my phone so I wouldn't have to see it the next day. And then it synced to my photo library and I had friends over and oh. on my TV, I had my, I was playing music and I had my TV on and all of my pictures were streaming up on my TV and there it is. Oh God! Crazy fucking text. That was just like, I mean, it was, it was crazy. It was long and crazy. And, um, and that was just one of those moments where I was like, I've got a serious problem. And, you know, anyway, so it was just the whole, the whole thing was just, it was a disaster. It was like leading up to it. It was a disaster. And it was the more and more very similar to you drinking I didn't date men that didn't drink and that I didn't date men that didn't have some sort of like issue with drinking oh god no yeah yeah and um you know leading up to it I just I I was thinking about this the other I was thinking about this today actually because I went to Costa Rica in July of 2012 right before I stopped drinking and there was this this drug dealer, um, the town and that I was staying, I was staying on the Caribbean in this really small surf town. And like, of course they made friends with the local drug dealer and he had this small plot of land and he, um, wanted to marry me and I was considering it. <laughs> I, was considering it. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I could stay here in paradise and I could, I could get all the pot I ever wanted. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I would just, Levi and I would build a house and, um, <laughs> 
five children. I mean, that was a viable option for me at that point in my life because I, I was know. so desperate. I was so desperate. And that was what my dating life was like. I was so desperate. And so everything that came out and, and it was literally where all of my, it was like where all of my stuff came out. Um, and, Ugh. and I, you know, I, um, yeah, yeah. I know. It's so, it makes me cringe so hard to, to hear you say desperate or say that about myself, but it's, it really kind of was what it was because I wanted someone to save me too. I wanted someone to save me from being, you know, from, I was also, you know, newly single and like supposed, you know, I was excited about that, but it was like a terrifying excited. Like I was like a loose cannon, you know, (laughs) nobody was watching me anymore and holy fuck, I don't know what I'm going to do. So, yeah. And I will say there's, you know, this one thing that really has to be pointed out is this is like, this is kind of my, you know, we speak of some scars in, 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 um, yogic philosophy and some scars, like the, the original scar, it's just like, it is, it is the thing that you continue to the original wound. It's my original wound. And mm-hmm. for me, I mean, I could, I could go, uh, we should have an episode on daddy issues for sure. But I just, you know, I had, <laughs> I did not have healthy relationships with men for most of my life. And they weren't the, they weren't to the state that they were around when my drinking completely fell off. But they were, you know, I had boyfriends for years and years and years. I had a boyfriend that I, that I almost married, that I had, we got pregnant together and we had planned to have this child and I miscarried. We were together for seven years. So I had a, you know, I had long, stable relationships, but I just was, I was never happy. And I, I always, it was, I don't know how to say this, but it's just, it was never that I was healthy in dating and that, 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 you know, the drinking made that even worse, but it was almost like the two, like the two, you, I can almost see them both spiraling out of control together. Just, Oh yeah. Well, you stand no chance. I mean, once you're, (laughs) once you're drinking out of control, I mean, you stand no chance at like having a healthy relationship anyway. Yeah. And it just, you know, feeds on it. So, yeah. Anyway. Okay. So that's, that's the first question and I'm happy with my, with uh, stopping there for me. Um, And so I'll ask you the second, which is, did you date in the first three months of sobriety? And if so, what was it like? (laughs) Well, we forget that my, I had many first three months. Um, Let's talk about the latest. I like to talk about the latest. Okay. I do want to mention though, that it was one of my really big, um, hangups. And one of my, my sticking points is many times. So not many, but there were, there were several times where I would plan on meeting up with someone with a, with a guy that I either knew or, or some that I didn't know, like that I met online or, you know, not to sound like creepy. Like I was this like big, creepy online person, but I went on a couple of Cupid dates and they were, um, I drank. And this was when I knew I shouldn't be drinking anymore, you know, after I had started going to AA and started trying to get sober, but I just couldn't go on a, I just couldn't do it. And it would be a right up until the point where I set, I, you know, committed to going onto the date. And then even sometimes right up until the point where I was going to meet them, I'd be like, I'm just not going to drink. And then I, I was like, it would be like, who are you kidding? of course you're going to drink. Like you're not doing this. You know, I just, I couldn't do it. So I, um, I think that's important because I, I, I couldn't date for a while. I couldn't. And I, and I was so anxious about not being able to, and like being cut off from that forever or even for a considerable amount of time that it completely stressed me out. But yet I, I wasn't able to connect with people without drinking yet. And it didn't even sound fun to me. It didn't, it sounded awful and it was awful. So I had to get through a a certain period of time. And then, so in the past, you know, almost year, I, I did date, um, someone in my first three months and it turned out to be a really helpful and meaningful and special, uh, relationship for me because it was, I dated someone who knew fully that I was sober and, or was really trying to get sober and was also, you know, was one of the first men to say to me, 
look, you are like, I want the sober version of you. You know, I want the, like, you're amazing. And I want to, like, I want that. I don't want any of the other stuff, you know, and, and you're, you don't need to be, you know, you don't need that. And it, you know, not that like my husband had said that before, like many times. And it wasn't, he wasn't like the first guy that told me he loved me without being drunk, but it was the first time I heard that and actually believed someone and thought, Mm. you know, and had the only, you know, had many, many sober conversations, even when I was and hung out with him many times, even when I was still really antsy and anxious and didn't want to be sober. And it was great. And even, even when it was awkward and weird and hard for me, it was still really great. So it was like, I got to learn how, how to be a sober woman. That's like, you know, it's like, I got to know myself a little bit as a dating person or an attractive person or, uh, you know, it was really, really, really critical part of my path. Um, getting to, to be around him and it helps me a lot. And, but I have to say, you know, I didn't date anyone else and it wasn't because I was like hundred, I was monogamous with this guy. And I also have to say like the crazies did not stop. <laughs> my crazy minds did not stop at all. You know, it just carried right on. I just started doing that stuff sober and dealing with it sober. And that was important too. Like I still, you know, would send crazy text messages, but I, you know, but I remembered them and I wasn't blacking out. And, you know, he, he was with me through the last, um, few times that I drank and, um, not, he was not there with me, but he was there at the end of my drinking and through the beginning of me getting really sober. And he was, um, you know, again, like it was, he wasn't the, the, the reason or anything, but he was a big, a big help. Um, in, because I knew like, it got me to see that I could, that I was like attractive and smart and he loved my brain and loved having these conversations with me and much preferred me as, you know, not, not a, he knew me and we never partied together. You know, we never had drinks together. So, that was huge. And then I didn't date other than that. I was too, and that relationship was very on and off. And when I wasn't dating him, I wasn't dating anybody. And it was, that was good. You know, I, I just, I didn't try to do that. I knew that there was no chance I was going to go out on a date and try to explain to someone why I was sober. I had like just less than zero interest in doing that. Yeah. Um, and I met, I met a lot of guys in AA who weren't interested in dating me, but it, they, it let me interact with men Yeah. that in a, in a cool way, you know, in like a social way, like we would go do stuff and go to dinners and go in groups and do all the, all those things that people do in life that they, you know, when they're not drinking that I didn't know about. (laughs) And, and that was really important to me and huge, like huge, huge, huge for me. So no, I didn't, I, I did date one person and it was, it was really important for me to do that. Um, but I didn't try to, I didn't do more than that. And it sucked. If you ask what it was like, most of the time it was really hard. Um, but it was me, it was important. Yeah. I understand. What about for you? You did, right? No, I didn't. Um, oh, for the first few months you didn't. That's right. Yeah, no, the last night I drank, uh, was also the last night I had sex with my ex-boyfriend and I, it was almost like leaving them both behind mm-hmm. and I, I just wasn't, I, I, I had, it was my one, two, it was my third attempt to quit drinking and, um, my 5,000th attempt to quit <laughs> to him. Quit him. <laughs> yeah. And I just woke up, I woke up in a hotel room with him hungover and I had, I hadn't drank for two weeks before and I had, I had drank the night before and it just, um, I just didn't want it. I didn't want it. You know, I was done and I knew I had already been so done. And so, um, I did, you know, it just wasn't, it was almost like so sacred of a time for me Mm. and I was in so much, uh, I was so raw. 
I was yeah. so raw. And I was very, I had been working. So this was April of 2013. I had stopped drinking for the, you know, the first time I'd ever attempted it was in October of 2012. And the growth I had gone through at that point, um, still having him not in my life, but still having the, I would say his influence as a lover and I hate that word, but I love interest in my life um, was still part of, you know, it was still pretty deeply embedded. And um, I made the conscious decision to not, to not mess with that anymore. And then um, I just, it wasn't even like I made the conscious decision to not date, but it was like, you couldn't have paid me. You just couldn't have paid me enough money to, um, to, to be interested in men at that point. I wasn't interested in men. And I did go out on a couple of dates. Um, So I I don't say I dated, but like I did go on, um, I went on, you know, Tinder came out and I had a lot of free time. (laughs) And it's too easy. You're just like, I'm I'm gonna lay here in my bed and swipe right yeah. or left <laughs> and I went out with one guy and it was like because I wanted to see that I could go out and on a first date which is terrifying and not drink and I did and I and I lived and it was it was boring because he was boring right but, um but yeah no and I I didn't date for the first um year but I will caveat it with um I I, I went to Italy with one of my best friends and he and I had been friends for years and, um, they would always, we dated before we were friends and, um, and he'd kind of always had a thing for me. And I just, um, I, I went a little crazy somewhere in between, um, and just called him one day and was like, yeah, let's be together. Like that's how it happens. Right. (laughs) Years of him having the option out there, me just deciding. And, um, he didn't want to date me, um, because he, I mean, for many reasons, but, um, because one, I was throwing myself at him and two, because I didn't drink. And, um, so I, I didn't, I didn't date, didn't date for a year. I had my heart broken in between that time. Um, just because I, um, had a really, um, cause I, I, I would say, I mean, I, I believe that if it's, you know, that you really can't mess anything up. I think everything that we do is, is some sort of like step in the path. Mm-hmm. Even if it feels like a detour, but that felt like such a big detour. Um, and that really brought me uh, to my knees and, mm-hmm. and, and, um, and my, my shit, like the same thing that you were just saying, it didn't stop you from sending the text messages. Well, I mean, I, I've been, I haven't drank and two and a half years and I still send crazy text messages. Not as many, but I know I've seen some of them. I know. Um, No, but, but it's different. It it is a little bit different, but I, I think what you're saying, what are, what I heard, like a lot of what I felt too was about not being interested in men is like, it's just, it stops being appealing like that. um, I don't know, for the first time you're able to kind of know what you like and don't like, or, or, you're just, you can't do the same crazy, crazy, you can, it just, you feel it a lot more. And I also, I think I, I was also numb too. Like you kind of just go numb. You're like, I, I need I'm to, numb. yeah, yeah. need no. to shut down this, all of the, the inputs for a while. Yeah. Yeah. And it still is that way. As we were just talking before we started recording, I mean, it's that way today. Like mm-hmm. literally this exact day, it's, I still, for me, it's not even that I'm numb. It's just that I can only do so much at one time. There is only oh, really? I can work on. And for me, it was not working on my love life or my husband. You know, I like the idea there's this, there's this, like, I think this is, it's, I think it's important to speak to that. You know, I, I think all women <laughs> that are not married have this, vision of by a certain age, if you're not married, you know, we time it out. And I had for years timed it out. I have to be married by this time so that I can have this many years with just him and I, and then I want to have this many children. So, you know, and that went out the window when I broke up with my boyfriend in 2000, early 2010, like the last, um, the boyfriend that I I thought I was going to marry. And, um, and that went out the window and I, I, and I, I have been reconciled to, to most likely not, and I don't want kids now, but most likely not having kids and also not needing, um, not needing to be married for that to define me. I've been reconciled to that 
for a long while. And so that was already out the window, if that makes any sense, that whole timing thing and that whole, I'm getting, I mean, I don't, I'm 30, I mean, I'm 36 years old and I don't have that. Um, I don't, my biological clock and, and my, and I'm, and I, and my old maid clock is not ticking. It's just not a defining characteristic and it hasn't been for years. So I do have to say that, that that was, that was already so far gone. But for me, it was just, um, I really cared about me for once. Right. That was, I mean, that's, that's, I think that's the most important thing I can say is, and that still holds true today. I've been spending time falling in love with myself. I spent so many years hating myself and changing myself to fit into any sort of relationship I possibly could so that I could have this ideal that was just not my ideal. It was, you know, my society's ideal, but like, and I had, I had disconnected with myself so deeply that this time was my time and, and I cherish it and I still value it above and beyond all relationships outside of myself. Yeah. Including family, including friends, and especially including men. I mean, men hold a special, special, special spot. (laughs) It's just not even, not even close to being able to compare with how important it is for me to fall in love with myself, you know? Yeah. Cliche, but it's true. Like this has been a journey of falling in love with me and men, have been lessons in helping me continue on that path, but it has not been about men. That makes any sense. No, I, I totally, totally makes sense. It, it, you know, one, one of my early like friends and um, that early sober friends, she was taught, we were talking about guys and she's like, you know, I just used guys as like another way to get out of myself, you know, just like drinking. And that's, that's totally true. You know, and I think, I think a lot of people do. I think it's, it is, it is another way to get out of yourself, especially just like sex and men and stuff. So yeah, I, I get that. And I do think, you know, there are a lot of times in with dating, um, I've now, um, or since I got sober, I felt like, I feel like I'm a teenager because I, I started drinking when I was a teenager. And so I've never, you know, I never dealt with any, any relationship in any period of my time as an adult sober, except for my, you know, while I was pregnant, which just doesn't count. Never, never dealt with a, a, a tough conversation sober never dealt with, you know, really anything. So it's like really, really doing these things for the first time. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I agree. I feel like it, I do feel like I'm finally, yeah, I, I know I, I, I can't say it as, as well as you just said it, but I just, I feel like the, the clock stopped right around when I started drinking and, um, and it's just started again, you know, which, yeah. is, which is not to say, and that feels like that's a cheat to say, I feel like I'm a 16 year old or a 17 year old because I, you know, I, I, I hate like some of the stereotypical things, but I think it is true that um, most people, all people, when they start engaging with an addictive substance, they lose that ability to really progress themselves emotionally because we check, we use it to deal with emotions. And, mm-hmm. um, well, you never like metabolize the experience, yeah, you know, fully, right. you just don't. Um, so, well, but at the same time, of course, I am not a 16 year old, you know, I, yeah. <laughs> that's the, the mind fuck of it all is I went through being married and divorced and having, a, and being a mother. And, you know, so while we're very wise and, you know, we're complex, like all of us are, but those, the dating relationship stuff is one area where I feel yeah. really young and yeah. vulnerable and, um, and I don't think that changes. I don't think that is exclusive to sobriety. Um, I think that lots of people are that way for all kinds of reasons, but I think it's especially profound with people who have, like you said, been, you know, used addictive substances from the time they were teenagers. That's right. Uh, So. All right. So move along. Um, How do you explain to prospective dates that you don't drink? Uh, that's only started to happen recently. And it's not that I've been explaining to prospective dates. Um, because I don't, I'm not in situations like that. I don't get asked to go out on dates ever. Um, but I, if it comes up, I don't know. It's funny because a lot of people I meet now 
I meet through people that are sober. So that is, you know, it cruises right past that issue. Or there are people that it's like, you know, the internet is out there. Anyone can read about me. And I, you know, someone that I did meet in the last, you know, six months, um, after we had, it wasn't even that we were going to go out on a date, but we had just like talked to each other a couple times and he was like, so I read, I read, I think I read every blog post of yours. And I was like, Oh, holy shit. And you know, he is like, I said, well, you know, 99% more about me than I know about you now. And he's like, yeah, that's, that's true. And, you know, but part of it's like, that's fine because now I don't, I don't have to have that conversation. And, (laughs) you know, I know that I, I mean, that's out there. I'm, I made a choice and I, you know, my, my life is very much out there. Um, so I don't know, I don't have an answer to that because I just haven't had those conversations, but the couple of times there's one or two times where I have, and it's just been, um, it's not like to prospective dates necessarily, but to men, uh, that I don't drink and it feels awesome. It's like, nope, I just don't. And you know, I, one guy recently was like, you do, you don't, you abstain completely. <laughs> I was like, yeah. yeah, I abstain completely. <laughs> and it, but it, you know, it didn't come with atten- a, any of the attendant, mo- you know, things that I thought I would feel when I first started to get sober, like embarrassed or, Oh, I'm still fun. You know, it was like, no, that's who I am. And I'm, you know, totally zero. Like it was awesome. It was like, this is, this is who I am. And it felt great. So yeah, that's been really nice. It's, but I don't, I don't have to explain it very often because I don't go out on dates very often, nor do I get asked to go on dates very often. (laughs) Oh, joys of being a single mom. Um, and you, because I know that this has come up more for you. Well, yeah, because I don't date sober men or I have yet to date a man that doesn't drink. I know. That's so fascinating. Yeah, I know. I find it fascinating too. I think it's a, a big draw to it is it's my work and it's my life. And I just don't, it's like um, bringing the work home. I just don't want it. You know, I, I just want somebody that has, um, in a, I want somebody that has, an uncomplicated relationship with alcohol, which well, is, I think that, and I don't think that that's anybody. Like I just, I mean, that's the, the, the funny thing is I think everyone has an, unco- has a complicated and that's, and I discover this more and more and more as I've dated men that, that drink, um, which is that it's that people that drink, regardless of how much they abuse it, like for the most part, a, you know, a decent percentage, especially the men in the places I live have, some sort of weird shit going on with alcohol. Um, That's so funny. I think this, I want to like stop you there because I don't think that you, do you think that everybody has a complicated relationship with alcohol? No, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying. I just, I think, um, I think the men I'm attracted to, um, (laughs) or at least the men that live in the, you know, live in the area I live. I mean, I, our, our, our brethren are binge drinkers, you know, yeah, I know. my demographic, if you look on Tinder, 90% of them have a drink in most of their pictures. I know. It's so true. And most of them want to go wine tasting or, you know, and I don't think that's complicated. I'm not saying I, I but I do think that it's something that most of us just take for granted. Yeah. Right. Like, I think that like that most of us, well, of course you drink, right? Like, I mean, we know this, this is people's default assumption is that you drink and that if you don't, there's something wrong with you or you're pregnant. And or, or they're just, yeah, I, uh, yes, I know. Or they're, or it's like not interested, you know? Yeah. And so I, and so when, and so it's because it's taken, it's so taken for granted. And because we have this idea that most people that, um, can't drink our alcoholics, right. Or that have, or, and when I say alcoholics, I mean, people that are, have, are severely addicted, um, that have gone blown past, you know, a lot of the, the markers of alcohol mm-hmm. abuse. Um, I think that it, what happens when I've seen is because it's so, it's not questioned by so many people that when you don't drink and you're in a relationship or you're around somebody that does, it does start to present a problem because 
when they want to have a glass of wine or two, they feel guilty about it. And it's, right. and I'm not talking about people that have a um, drinking problem, but I have people that have a problem with drinking around somebody that doesn't drink. And I don't know how yeah. to explain it any more than that. And I don't, I'm not going to sit here and say every single person has a problem with, you know, everyone that drinks has a problem with drinking. Cause I don't believe that. I think everyone that drinks need, needs to be vigilant on what their relationship is with drinking. But I think it's that, most people just, they might have that thing in the back of their head, which is, am I drinking too much? You know, I'm 38 and I'm still binge drinking on a Saturday night. Maybe that's not right. Or is it normal that I'm going to happy hours three nights out of, you know, I think like, I think that question lingers in the back of a lot of people's minds and, and yeah. at least the people that I'm dating. And so because of that, I think it's been, um, you know, I don't, I don't know how to say it without getting into a whole thing here. And, and I also don't want to come off by saying that like I, the last thing I ever want to come off by saying is that everyone that drinks is a problem with drinking. I just, I don't, that's not what I, and, and so I want to kind of tread a little bit lightly here, but what I do want to say is that it has, um, dating people that still drink has more often than not brought up their shit then it has brought up my shit when it comes to drinking. Yeah. And, um, and that's all I'll say. That's all I'll say. I mean, I spent yesterday and I, like, yes, no, today walking with, I'm dating a boy here and we had a very long conversation about um, not even just a little bit and, and drinking and, and what he considers a problem to be drinking, what he doesn't consider a problem to be drinking. And it's just like the amount that he wanted to talk about drinking was just so far beyond what I wanted to talk about drinking or what I would even, you know, it just, and, um, and that's, you know, that always is this kind of like, um, because it's so important to them, it always raises this flag in me of like, why is it so important? (laughs) Why? All right. Well, no, but I think that's just, I think people just like to drink, you know, even if they don't have a problem, a lot people like to have drinks with each other. And especially, I mean, I, before it was problematic. I loved drinking with my husband and my friends and everybody. Um, and all of my friends drank the same way. Do they have problems? No, I don't know. But people love to drink, you know, and it, it kind of, it gives people pause to think of, do I really want a relationship with someone who doesn't drink? Um, cause they want to keep that in their life or they don't want to have to think about it every time they're having a drink in front of you and you know, not, they won't be restricted. I mean, I, it hasn't happened to me yet, but one of my good friends, um, had been dating this guy for a while and he had kept her at arm's length for, for a long time. And she's now moving away. Um, and you know, so she felt like she could have this conversation with him because she was moving away and it just kind of didn't matter, matter anymore. But she's like, you know, do you think if I was staying, we would, you would, you know, want to give this a shot. And he's like, uh, you know, I don't know because you're, you're leaving, but I think the reality is I don't really, I don't think I could be in a serious relationship with someone who doesn't drink. And it was like, Oh man, it's, it's, but that is, but to me, I'm sorry. That says right there to me, that says that that drinking is really important to that other individual. And to me, that indicates a problem. It just does. That to me indicates some sort of disordered when you're choosing, when you're in a relationship with somebody and you are, and you're in like, and it's going well. And the hang up is that you can't drink with them. Oh, no, no, no. Stop. Stop. I'm okay. not saying he didn't think he has a problem. I'm not saying that. That's not what this okay. is about. Okay. And I'm saying you're absolutely right. That's some kind of indication of your <laughs> relationship being a little too, you know, it's a little too important. Yeah. But, but that's, I think a lot of people feel that way. You know, I, I, I have brought this up to my ex-husband, you know, because he drinks a good amount. He doesn't care about it either way. You know, he's one of those that can have a couple of drinks and put it down and it doesn't matter. And he doesn't think about it, but, but he still drinks. And, you know, we, he, I said, do you, do you think you'd date someone who doesn't drink? He's like, yeah. I'm like, really? Do you really think you would? If someone was like, I want to, you know, let's go out on a date and, um, let's go get coffee or whatever. He's like, I mean, I guess it would be a little bit odd, but I, you know, I maybe would prefer not, prefer not to do that. Um, but, but no, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't care. And obviously in the long run, I really wouldn't care if I want to be with that person. 
Um, but even, even him who, you know, was married to me still has a tiny amount of pause about that. And I don't think it has anything to do with him having a problem with alcohol. I think it's, it's, well, I think it's it the feels problem like- of alcohol. I think it's like, it's the fact that like, if mm-hmm. it, okay, so I, I put the, it's the problem of alcohol. It's a problem that we think as a society that we need to have alcohol in order to enjoy things and for things to be memorable. And it was just like, for instance, one person that told me he didn't want to date me because of the alcohol, like a year or two ago, it was, it was like, I, it was, I want to go wine tasting and I want to have, I want to toast at my wedding. And I was just thinking those two things are so, those two those two events in your life, how many days out of your life are you doing those things are so much more important to you than, 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 an, than human connection and, and, and love and, and all the things that go into a relationship. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's just more saying something about like, you know, problem, no problem. It just, it's a problem. That's a problem. Meaning that it like in society, that is a problem. That yes. is a problem. When we, when we, when we're saying, oh, but I can't like, it's still a wedding. You can still do every, you can, here's the thing. You can do everything that, um, sober that you can do drinking. You can, I've been wine tasting before and I had fun, you know, and sober and you can do all of these things. Um, it's just that we think that you have to drink in order for it to be like, you know, like, uh, legit. Yeah. Like to get the full, the full thing. Right. Right. Like Jennifer Lopez doesn't drink, but, but she also can't go, she can't not toast without champagne. So that's when she drinks, you know? And it's just like, so I think it's like, I bring it back to like, what if it was pot? I never have had to justify to somebody, you know, like I don't smoke pot and that be a deal breaker. I've never even considered that being a deal breaker, right? Yeah. And a lot of people that I've dated smoke pot, a high percentage of them. It's never a deal breaker, right? But like, because alcohol is such a social societal thing, um, you know, problem or not, problem or not, I don't want to get into that, but I think it's just like, it's a thing. It's a thing. And it's, it's a total thing. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm, a, I'm with you on that. And I've thought, you know, I've, I, it doesn't bother me anymore. I was actually thinking about this a lot, um, while I was running. Cause I think I was, I think I was thinking about what we were going to talk about, okay. um, be- before we decided it would be this, but you know, that thought, you know, if I would have heard that conversation that my friend told me just last week about the guy and her, if she would have told me that a year ago, I would have been depressed about hearing that conversation, like deeply depressed because it's, it would, it's sad. It would have made me really sad, you know, that I'm put in this camp over here and that X's me out of all of these things that I still really want. But now I don't feel that way now. And, um, at all. And I, you know, aside from the fact that, yeah, alcohol is a weird issue for, in our society. I don't feel like I'm missing out because, you know, this goes back to the whole, you know, how I think I have evolved in my, in way I think about dating or love is like, I wouldn't want to be with someone who doesn't get that anyway. (laughs) Like, or who that's an issue. for. Yeah. 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 I just don't, it's not going to work, but it's, you know, a year ago or for someone that's considering not drinking uh, or is, you know, deeply has a, has a problem. And it's like that hearing stuff like that is fucking devastating and, you know, would have made me really, really upset and sad a year ago and even six months ago. And now I've, now I'm fine with it, but that's painful shit. It's like you're, because it's so misunderstood, you know, even by, even by, my husband who was married to me and knows who I am sober, who I am not sober and would still say, ah, I don't know. Like, you know, maybe I would want to be, I don't know. It would be a hard, you know, he had a moment of pause and it's like, ouch, (laughs) really? Like it's even misunderstood by you, you know, and you lived with it. It's, it's tough. Yeah. I've had, so I've had three, I've had three men that I've been interested in, um, bring it up as a, as a barrier, right? The first one was the, was in July of 2013 when I was very new to this and it was devastating. It was, I hadn't Mm -hmm. even considered that it would be, I, I didn't even, 
I don't know why I hadn't considered that that would be a barrier, you know, and I was just blown away by it. And, and that was hard. That was really hard. That was really tough to swallow. And then with you, you know, if anybody's familiar with my blog, I've, I have dated two men since February of 2014 or late, like March, 2014. Um, both, I, I started, I met them both on the same day and they both have carried through until the last week or two. Um, and one of them told me, um, he had no problem with me not drinking, but he was afraid it would be a problem for me at some point. Um, and that was, that was, um, I don't know. And I got that. I got where he was coming from. And I don't think, I don't think that he needed me to drink for him to be okay. Right. Yeah. I think that he literally thought it would get annoying for me after a while. And the other one um, just very recently said that it was a barrier that he, um, he didn't, and he specifically said it was, he didn't, that it would make him, he was, he had, and it was the, the night we talked about it. He had just recounted how he had gone out on a Friday night and blacked out. And we're talking about a guy that's almost 40 blacked out. And then the next day went on a bike ride and then did the same thing, hair of the dog. And he was sitting there explaining this story to me. And I was sitting there thinking, this is fucking ridiculous. Like I, I, this is not what I want. Right. I was yeah. sitting there thinking that. And I wasn't think like I wasn't thinking in necessarily like um, any like uh, like anything about his relationship with alcohol. I was just thinking um, that's not my idea of fun anymore. All right. And and there and and don't we grow up past this at some point, right? And so right. that's what I was kind of thinking. And then um, and then that night he said when we were we had like kind of a talk about whether or not we were where we were going. He said that it would. Um, that he would feel guilty. It was funny because he didn't have to tell me that story at such length. And he said, when I, when I tell you stories about what I do on the weekends, I want to not feel guilty about it. And so, you know, and so I, and it didn't, and I sat there and kind of going back to what you were just saying, like it was devastating the first time. It was devastating the first time. Um, when I heard that, this was like a month and a half ago, it was not devastating. The only thing I thought was, I was surprised by it again. I was surprised by it. Because yeah. he'd been going out for a long time and he had drank around me one glass, maybe two at the most. And I just like, I didn't really, you know what I mean? I never saw it as being a problem for him. I just didn't. I never thought I even thought about it. And then I was sitting there and I was like, um, and, and that moment it had, it wasn't about me. It was about him. Right. Like mm-hmm. I'm secure in my stuff. And it, like, and if alcohol is a deal breaker from someone else's perspective, um, for being in a relationship with me, then, then that's not my, that's, it's not about me and it's not my guy, you know? Right. So I think that this is a nice, um, point for us to stop midway through a good halfway point. Um, yeah, this was a, this was a fun one. (laughs) God. Fun. Fun. Oh yeah. No, it's been good. It's, it's been, um, very personal and yeah, I didn't realize that I would get kind of jumpy about certain questions, but I think this is good. Yeah. And the next episode will, will be the second half of it. Right. That's right. Yeah. So, okay. Okay. Well, um, how, <laughs> how do you, do you say what, how much Italian are you speaking while you're there? Um, a lot when it comes to ordering food. Yeah. <laughs> um, avere un altro cappuccino. Can I have one more cappuccino? Mm-hmm. Um, is usually my main phrase. But no, I um not very much actually. And I say ciao. I don't say arrivederci, but it is arrivederci. I love ciao. Pronto. I, I love ciao. I hate cheers. I hate it when people say cheers, but I do appreciate a good ciao. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I still love um, calling. I still love calling my Italian family members on the phone or, you know, hearing them on the phone and just the pronto. Oh, I love it. I know. I know. Um, awesome. Okay. Well, until next week. Until next week, darling. Bye.
Thank you.